that ooh ooh. If you wanna go and take a ride with me, we're three wheeling in the fall with the goldies. Oh, why must I live this way? If you wanna go and get high with me, smoke a L in the back of the Benzy. Oh, why must I feel this way? You're listening to Try to Podcast. The show about an aspiring comic and an ex-con trying to start over and make good after years of f***ing it up. Oh yeah, and they, they try to make it radio-friendly for some f***ing reason. Now, here are your hosts, Jeremy and Brian. Previously on Try to Podcast. <laughs> You're dumb. Today here in Lansing, Kansas, there was a prisoner escape. It appears a woman put a man in a dog crate and went for the run. <laughs> Do you have more? <laughs> So I actually do want to recap just a little bit. So, so you have, oh, uh, oh, uh, 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 there we go. I've got okay. you turned off this time. So, um, we 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 had talked about the the prison escape itself, but your your husband actually brought up the, the the dynamic during this the escape, the fact that you you felt safe with this guy in more ways than one. Can you expound on that for me? And valued. Well, that's and valued. true. Yeah. I mean. For the first time in my life, John Maynard was the first person who ever noticed when I was having a bad day and asked me, what's going on with you? You seem yeah. a little bit down yeah. or you seem a little bit sad or you seem a little bit excited or, you you know, n- nobody else even noticed if I was in the room. Right. So that right. was big for me. So you felt Finally safe. you were seen. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you, so you felt safe just with him in regards to him mm-hmm. but the dynamic that i thought was interesting that uh, that your husband brought up was the fact that it was safe the relationship yes. was safe there was it a, was a, it was safe because i was keeping... in prison i could leave whenever i wanted and right. if i never wanted to talk to john maynard again i didn't have to right he couldn't follow me around and bug me right um you had the control. I had the control. So, huh. you know, if someone had came up to me when I was pumping Until gas in my car. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was a day that I will live in infamy. <laughs> um, if someone came up to me and flirted with me while I was pumping gas at the gas station, I would have just brushed them off and got in my car and drove away. Mm. Right. I would have never cultivated a flirtation. But if we had to pump gas at the same pump at the same time every week next to the same person, perhaps that might be different. But, That's but, right. So, like, but mm-hmm. there is a level of safety with Maynard because it's in a controlled environment. Yes. This experiment is controlled. Yes. Um, and and uh, you know, just just a side note. How cool is your husband that he doesn't mind <laughs> you telling these stories <laughs> and, yeah. that, and, that, and that he, tr- you know, that that he's just so on board because. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys like don't really want to hear about your romance and your getaway with some other dude, but he's very right. supportive. That's true. That's I mean, he's pretty cool. I, I mean, in in contrast to the one you had before, uh-huh. based on some research I did, when you had a family member in the hospital, he made you go by yourself. That's right. Why should both of us be tired? Oh, That's yeah. right. I'm going to stay yeah. here and sleep. You go. It's your family. And then the only person who cares and has empathy for you and sympathy for you is the prisoner. That's Who right. is in prison for felony murder? That's right. Yeah, explain. What is felony murder? So well, felony go ahead murder. And break it down for him. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a really antiquate, antiquated law from 12th century England. And so what happens is, if a felony is being committed and someone dies, then anyone associated with that felony can be found guilty of murder. 
And the reason they set Everybody that up. Everybody pulled the trigger at that they, That's right. The reason they set that law up is they didn't have to prove who did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Everybody's get, you know, no, this is the same law that was created when they said that we get to bang all Scottish people's wives on the first night, too. So they that's went ahead exactly and said, right. You know, hey, that's right. They went ahead and said, we'll do away with that one, but uh, let's keep this one in place. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so, that is archaic. Uh, it is archaic. Everybody. And everybody's getting that. So even... I heard of a case while I was in prison, which I guess I kind of gave that away. But, sure, sure. Um, where a guy, a college student in Florida, loaned his car to a buddy, and the buddy used his car to go to a senior elderly couple's home and break in and rob them. Okay. And they and he killed them. Oh, God. And then drove away in his buddy's car and returned his car. And the guy who loaned him the car was found guilty of felony oh murder. God, there are that's so even many broader than tragic what I was stories. Yes. There are so many tragic stories of this coming into play. John Maynard did not pull the trigger. Okay. John Maynard was along for the ride. Gotcha. But his co-defendant pulled the trigger, shot him, and since he was with him in that carjacking, was it a Seven Eleven parking lot? I think it was. It was something Um, like that. Some kind of convenience store. It was a convenience store. Shot a man, left him dead in the parking lot, drove off in a car. So by law, they both pulled the trigger simultaneously. And John Maynard was a kid at the time. I think he was 16 or just barely 17 when the crime happened. Did I hear that they tried them together? They tried them together. And that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. That seems like you should you would be able to get that overthrown. Well, they they tried, I think. As long as you're a good boy and you don't run off or anything. So Um, John Maynard was a kid. He was 16, just turned 17 when this happened. Right. And he didn't think that they could possibly find him guilty of murder because he didn't didn't pull pull, the trigger. trigger. So he didn't even cooperate with his attorney. He didn't participate in his defense. He said, they can't find me guilty. They can't betray me as an adult. Wow. Wow. So does some of that come into play in knowing his story, you get some sympathy for him and stuff too. He absolutely did. I felt sorry for him. I felt like he got kind of the shaft. So he made you feel seen. He made you felt safe. Um, It it was a great controlled environment for things to blossom. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's good, but Mm -hmm. the circumstances were perfect. But he, he had all the reason in the world to break out at this point yeah, because yes. he, he, you know, he has this long sentence. Uh-huh. Uh, he doesn't believe he should be there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like, and now you come along and he starts to see somebody who is in and out. They're bringing cages, boxes. Mm-hmm. She's trusted. Sure. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like what your husband said. He could have probably gotten out at some point, but she you inspired. Was, yeah. She was the catalyst. Yeah, she was his, right. it, like, like I could, I could escape tomorrow i mean i i could run away tomorrow but where would i go right who would i I be with Mm -hmm. i mean nobody out there loves me cares nobody's coming to see me anymore i don't have a family anymore i'm uh, you know i'm i'm an orphan basically Mm -hmm. right but now i have somebody you you made him seen as well yes yes that's true it was that's true you know Mm -hmm. this was this this goes both ways Mm -hmm. right um you guys both were um you know there's a lot of people who would you know say that you were manipulated into feeling those things and i know you say it's not true Mm -hmm. but um and and i'm saying that whatever you guys felt at that time was real it was Was real. real because in the world that was John Maynard's world was all that area inside those fences. That's right. And you were his entire mm-hmm. world, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm not going to say that was fake. There are guys who manipulate women all the time. 
You yes. know, they, they tell them what they want to hear. Uh, so I'll bring him in drugs. So I'll have sex with him in the freezer, in the chow hall, whatever the case may be. But this, you were not only, you know, his ticket out, you know, but you were like, you were his, you were his hope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You, wow. you, you came into a, a world that was in black and white and just like in Wizard of Oz, bam, all of a sudden it's in color. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. of a sudden it's in color. Interesting. And you did kind of drop a house on some people too. Yes, I did. <laughs> More like yes, a dog crate. So in part of this recap, I'd like to go back to the escape itself. February 12th in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It was cold, cold that day. It was cold. It was blustery. And, you know, you'd look out at the horizon, and the sky was the same color as the ground. It like was a just graveyard, gray gra- snow. graveyard sky, just yeah. gray. And- yeah. And so, and it was, the wind was blowing, and nobody wanted to be outside. Right. So the officers were in their guard check. The dog handlers wanted to throw their dogs in the van and run back to their cell houses right. because it was cold. This, so, this- so nobody was hanging around making small talk and... And watching closely what was going on. So yeah. many would say terrible weather, but you and John, it's perfect weather. That's right. Yeah. So this whole escape was like this perfect storm. Yeah. It There was like two dozen things that all came together and okay. culminated in a perfect escape. Yes. Okay. Any one of them could have been out of the mix and the whole thing would have fallen apart. Right. So, so, so the, the, the staff on duty that day, yeah. all, all the tough screws, all, all, all the jerks, you know, mm-hmm. because there, there's some that treat you like a human and others treat yeah. you like garbage. All the ones that, that are the tough screws took the day off. They were sick on vacation at home beating their mm-hmm. wives. And <laughs> shows what he thinks so, of guards. So now, <laughs> so now. They they have you know the fill-ins the guys mm-hmm. who are just there the substitute teachers yes. if you will yes. <laughs> who are gonna who are gonna you know uh, whatever yeah, yeah uh, did you take advantage of the substitute teachers I mean substitute teachers yes I, I mean the guards so no like, no I but, kissed, but there wasn't a way to manipulate kissed, anything like that well yeah you can for sure okay but I kissed every guard's butt man I'm not gonna lie because. I, I not really kissed her butt, but I respected all of them because I did not want to get in trouble and lose any days, uh, any good time. I wanted to go home early, you right. know, and whatever. Mm-hmm. I, if you argue with a guard, you're going to lose. Even if you win, you lose. Okay. I mean, it doesn't matter what the argument is. Like, you two plus two is four, and they're saying five. You know what? You're right. What am I? That's what do the I new know? math. I wasn't aware. I'm just a stupid inmate. I don't know. I'll just gotcha. move along now. Gotcha. Because I'm not. I'm not going to give him a reason to write me up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you had you had, you had the weather. You had the guards. Um, where were the? It was a Sunday, so typically I do adoptions on Saturdays, and I take out maybe twenty or twenty-five dogs. Okay, and I have so much to do on those Saturday adoptions that my contact from the warden's office, who was my contact for the program inside the prison, he would go with me to the Saturday adoptions. Uh huh. But I decided to do a Sunday adoption as well as the Saturday the day before. And he wasn't able to help with that adoption. Ah. So it was wide open. Yeah. Wow. Wide open. By the way, Jeremy's adopted. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing in the non sequiturs. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so, I'm like, what, an he's, adopted dog. Is he's a rescue saying? kid. I there you see. Go. Yes, that's right. Yeah, okay. that's it. He was <laughs> arrived in a dog crate on his parents' front porch, and uh, <laughs> we're going to name him Jeremy. Yeah. So you, so you escape. You're you're heading out. You got in the the the, the used truck. You switched uh-huh. it out. Yes. Do you have. You got the getaway car. You got this planned out pretty yes, well. Yes, it's going pretty well. So what do you do with? I mean, 
you had mentioned before the the internet was was relatively new. Your faces are out there everywhere. Did I hear America's Most Wanted? America, yes, you were on the biggest we were on show America's in America. America's Most Wanted. Okay, so that was a, a massive show at the yes, time. Yes, it was. And if it's on America's Most Wanted, it's on the Today Show. Mm-hmm. It's on Good Morning America. It was on it's all everywhere. those. Nancy Grace. I oh mean, God, everything. Nancy Grace. Yes, uh, yes. There is nothing scarier than knowing that they know and they're looking for you. Yes. Whenever I found that out, uh-huh. I, I was on high alert so much that a week seemed like a year. Yes. Because when you know that they know, and you know that you're a priority, mm-hmm. and you're a much, I mean, I, I, was, I was on the top list in Wichita, but you're on the top list in America. That's wow. right. That's um, right. You know, you're. What are you doing to avoid being seen? You know what? That was the silliest thing because John had always said, we're going to go to that cabin and we're just going to stay hidden and we're just going to stay hidden for a couple of weeks till they quit looking for us. Oh, yeah. They're just going to give up. Because hey, hey, they don't know where to look. Like, uh, like on uh, Kiss uh-huh. Me If You Can, you're like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry for what I did. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, if you just call it off right now, I'll quit. He goes, you call me because you have nobody else to call. I mean, <laughs> that, that, you know, that, that Tom Hanks character's not going to give up. The government's not going to give up. They're not, right. they're not going to say, you know what, forget it. Just let them go. But I remember saying the same damn thing. Uh-huh. I said, I wish that they would just say, we forgive you. Yeah. Uh, and I swear I won't. Do, I, mm-hmm. I will. They're not going to do that. Well, John thought that they would realize that they have no clue where we are. And so they would just quit looking. And as long as we didn't get pulled over for speeding uh-huh. or something else, which you have which, a pretty good track, yeah, they yeah, would yeah, never find us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially since you guys were wigging out. Yes. Yes. So I'm wigging out. I man. bought wigs for us. <laughs> yes. And I bought John this gray. Slightly graying men's wig. Some salt and pepper, like yeah. the George Clooney. Okay. Yeah. That's because, hot. you know, he needed to look different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because John has red hair, correct? Red hair. And and everybody knows that, you know, gingers stand out from That's a mile right. away. That's right. They, they do. do. They, they do. do. They do. I mean, you see him coming, you're looking for a six foot four redhead guy. Uh-huh. Um, right. There he is. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Standing out yeah. like he's glowing in yeah. the dark. And, and, and then you, you know, you're walking right next to him. Uh-huh. It's pretty easy to put two and two together. And yeah. of course, that makes five. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's what the guard told me. <laughs> so I bought him this salt and pepper wig. I thought it'd be a perfect disguise because they're not looking for an old not guy. Not to be confused with salt and pepper wigs. That's their totally R&B different. group from the 90s. <laughs> That's totally different. That's totally different. Yeah. But, but, I, but I'm with you because the salt and pepper look, the whole point of disguise is you don't to not want to look, look like, who, like you are. who you are. No, exactly. Yeah, but he wanted to look like a cooler version of himself. <laughs> By himself when he was 17 yeah. and got arrested That's and exactly had long it. hair and a ponytail. So he goes in and picks out a Joe Dirt wig from what it sounds uh-huh. like. He long has, blonde has, hair. A, a mullet. A woman, it's a woman's yeah, wig a, with long straight it, blonde hair. It's like the glam rock, you know, like long oh, yeah. straight. Yeah, yeah. Freaking, Walking down the street with those Walkman in, just jamming. <laughs> like, just imagine, like, what the f? Nobody wears long hair now. No. Guys don't. You know right. they yeah. did back in the John. Now you're even 80s. drawing more attention. That's right. As a matter of fact, let's go mm-hmm. get you a shirt that says, "My name's John Maynard, yes. and I escaped from prison." <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what is your wig like? Is it, it was just uh, maybe past my shoulders, and it was okay. a darker haired wig. Okay. Uh, it'd be funny if she's like judging his the whole time, uh-huh. and hers was like a big red mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> As a matter of fact, it looks like you're dressing up as John Maynard. Why are you guys just like doing role reversal? Bozo the Clown. Yeah. yeah. With the big hair. Uh, why are you wearing the nose? Yeah. Why? You guys are drawing so much attention to yourselves. Uh, this is ridiculous. That's uh, funny. Yeah. So, so you're out on the run. You mentioned the cabin. Yes. Where The cabin was at this little lake in Tennessee. This this is this is something, and I'm gonna let you. Okay. Th- th- this is what is cool about the story because when, when when you're when you are an inmate, you cut out pictures from magazines. Yes. Dreams, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they'll never come true, but it's just wonderful to know that these things exist in the world, even if you can't see them in real life. He picked out this cabin in a book. Yes. And he actually got to go there. Yes. I mean, that's right. That, and, wow. and, 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 and he was never supposed to leave prison, period. These things, and some say, don't even waste time in dreaming right. or hoping about that. Shit. It's gone. Right. You know, it's gone. That, it's that, never going to happen. That does, stuff doesn't exist. You're only hurting yourself, you know? So, Toby, this is something that you had to have been planning on the outside, right? Yes. Okay, so this is more work so, that you were doing. Travel agent. Right. So yeah. he found this cabin he wanted to go to so i had to track it down and call him and make a reservation and yeah and then i mailed him a money order because i didn't want to use a credit card this had to okay so you didn't use your real names uh-huh that's right <laughs> so what name were you using so i was molly rose molly rose <laughs> i like it and he was mark west oh mark of course west. he was uh-huh. you guys sell like dc comic characters <laughs> when they're uh, they're alter egos before yes, they turn yes. into <laughs> wow so you so you're so you're I, I don't know why i think like so you're all in now of course you're all in yes. yeah you're all in yes. <laughs> You've escaped, i you was all in names. when i didn't know i was yeah, all in right. this is john walsh with america's most uh-huh. wanted be on the lookout tonight could you imagine that hell oh my god that would freak me out and and so exhausting so, all resources. Yes. Did you say Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh-huh. Love okay. it. Whereabouts Love it. in Tennessee? Well, I don't know. Can you say? Okay. Okay. Uh, it was somewhere n- north near Kentucky. Okay. And it was closer to Knoxville. I can't okay. remember you know, the what, town. It's, it's it was some because, little lake. But that's okay. what this is like. Uh huh. It everything's moving so damn yeah. fast. And when you look back on it, when I try and tell my stories, I'm like. How much of this is real and how much has been fabricated on accident? Because right. it all moves so quick. Uh-huh. Uh, who knows? But yeah, and so John, you know, used the cell phone. I took him into prison to call and make the reservation when I found out where it was. And he said, you know, we're going to be getting in late. and We don't want to come to the office. Can you just leave the key under the mat? He made the reservation while in prison? Yes. Oh, my God. The, the, the cojones. The cojones uh-huh. on it's, that It's guy. one thing to... You know, make a phone call out to your buddy or uh-huh. your your, yeah. your, yep. your girl or something like that. But to be booking a reservation for your escape. Yes. Make sure you have fresh cut meats and fruits. And <laughs> drinking water better not be room temperature. Better be slightly chilled. That's amazing. I hadn't even thought about that. So yeah. he made his own reservation. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you guys get out there. What What's the drive out there like? The drive, you know, was kind of surreal because I... I kind of imagined it one way, and it was a totally different way. So, you know, I knew that, you know, when you go into prison, there's things that you long to eat that you don't have. Oh, yeah. my God, You know, yes. like Twizzlers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and John was wanted those little crappy chocolate-covered donuts that are in the package. Oh, yeah, 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 the little gin, the donuts. Yes, the donuts. yes. Yeah. So he had told me all these things stuff. he wanted. And I bought them. So he's just like eating like oh, he's dying of hunger. God. 
I mean, for hours, you know, just shoving crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, and he's just talking a mile a minute. You know, he's just, I know he's just like the adrenaline's just running. Absolutely. And, and exactly. he's, and he's just so hyped up that he just doesn't quit talking for like sure. eight hours. Wow. Wow. So did you did you drive out there in one day? Yes. Didn't have to make any stops yes. or anything? Okay. But we took a really circular route that I don't even remember. And that even if I did remember, my attorney said never to say. I Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. Because there was Before a time. Google Maps, by the way. Yeah, right. the that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, Had a Rand McNally. <laughs> there was a time when the officials in the state of Kansas were trying to find what states we drove through so that because they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Talk those states into adding every, more charges. Every yeah. state line you cross uh-huh. is more charges. Oh, yeah. Crossing state lines. Yeah. Aiding in an escape with, uh-huh. a, with a felon. Crossing state lines. Now you're in. Oh, my gosh. The list of stuff would be you would have got a lot more time. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you would have been going from town to town, That's court right. to court. That's right. Ugh. And so luckily, Tennessee didn't want to press charges. That's the only state they could prove we were in was Tennessee huh. and Kansas. Okay. So Kansas did press charges. Yeah. Kansas I, I always imagine. does. Uh, well, I, I mean. It, it, well, come probably, on. They, yeah, why? They could have gave her a warning. No, <laughs> I, I imagine it's pretty insulting to yes, the was. state of Kansas uh-huh. to you know, somebody got face. out. That's okay. I kind of like so it. So there's this thing. There's this spreadsheet that you get when you commit a crime. Okay. You're talking and, about the sentencing grid? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And there's. A rose across the top, these columns, and then there's rows down the side. The I box to the A box. And it, what box you fall in, you know, one is the crime you committed and one Severity is your level. your your history, your okay. criminal yes. history. Okay. And the box that I fell into was called a border box, which means I should have gotten probation. Yes. Oh. I shouldn't have gotten a prison sentence. I was the first time of, I'd never even had a speeding ticket. Yeah. I'd never even been pulled over. Yeah. There was nothing in my record. Right. And so I should have gotten probation. Uh, uh, uh. But the state prosecutor said, I can't give her probation because the media will kill me. Right. Yeah. So she's going to have to do. Yeah. So she's going to have to do some time. So. Wow. To think that you could, as long as you have a squeaky clean, Mm -hmm. you know, history. There it was at least a possibility of just probation for you. It was. There was it was out there. It was likely. Because I, I mean, anybody else would have gotten probation. Yeah. I mean, you can't kill someone and be a, a first-time offender and get away with it. Right. You know, not it was my prison. first time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't check the backyard, though. Dang it. <laughs> um, it just seems to me to be a pretty severe uh, crime that, that, that is committed by helping somebody escape, mm-hmm. but then... Only the just possibility of just of just uh, probation. Mm-hmm. That's 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 crazy. I didn't yeah. realize so that. So me, but your border actually got you into prison. Huh? Yes. Me, I, I had only had speeding tickets, and um, as far as like charges that would show up, and I caused so much trouble in my eight month spree that instead of just charging me all in one and keeping me in the I box. Mm-hmm. They went ahead and charged me every single one separately. So oh. I went from the I box to the A box. Oh, wow. Oh, they can wow. do that. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. box card wow. me. Mm-hmm. So, and they said, you can either take the plea deal uh, five years or 
We are going to take you to court for every single one, and every single one that you get a conviction be consecutive. on, we'll, and we'll do consecutive, wow. or you can do them all concurrent five years. Uh. So that's the way they're able to pile multiple felonies on me, make me take a deal that wasn't a good deal, just to push me through the public defender system, even though I deserve to be to get in trouble and go to prison for you know being a common and a thief and all right. that stuff. They they gave me the shaft honestly mm-hmm. because now I'm living life with two strikes. Yeah. Ah. Uh, because it, you're, if you're in the A box, if, if if anything happens, which you know you just don't get in trouble, yeah. it's easy, right? right? But if you do, pretty much five years is the minimum. Wow, yeah. wow. Wow. And I, I want it because I, I know you you have a lot to say about mm-hmm. uh, the the prison system in general as well. Mm-hmm. But I want to get there naturally. So you're in okay. somewhere in Tennessee. Yeah, we're in Tennessee at our cabin, and John's plan was we're just gonna lie low, maybe stay here a month. When they quit looking for us, uh-huh. we'll go somewhere else. When they inevitably uh, quit looking, mm-hmm. it's right? So you're you're you just and hunkered down. And if they down. do find us, it's my fault. That's you will right. Walk away free. That's right. Just a nice little vacation yeah. for you. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly right. But you told me downstairs that the can you talk about the way that you funded this? Is that something oh, you can sure. talk about? I cashed in my 401k. Oh, man. To fund the escape. 401k. Uh-huh. Uh, That's my retirement. Wow. Yes. Gone. Gone. Just absolutely gone. Yeah. So did you lose all the retirement um, in the time that you guys were between while he was free? Or did they take all your money once you got arrested? Well, here's the interesting thing. The cash was in the cabin. Uh, Which is a there's always money in the banana stand. Yeah. (laughs) So they returned it. Yes. But it was quite a bit short. Oh, I bet it was. Oh, I bet it was. Mm -hmm. Bet it was. And what what can you do about about that? I mean, I can't prove what was in the cabin. Right. And so the other thing that they did is I had to pay out of the money in the cabin. I had to pay back the state of Kansas for the cost of coming and picking John up and bringing him back to there prison. There you go. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was Sprint's retirement better than her cell phone coverage? No. <laughs> I mean, a podcast brought I, to you by Verizon. Yeah, I do get a retirement check from Sprint now. Okay. Oh, good. It's a whopping $331 a month. Oh. But that's still something, it's right? It's something. Uh, the something. people who work there now, I don't think, get a retirement. I think the pension plan's gone. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's one a thing lot of that places companies keep cutting. Yeah. Went away with it. Yeah. You remember, yeah. like, when you know our grandparents would retire? Yeah, and, and they'd make a and, bunch of money. And they'd get a pension and mm-hmm. a gold watch. Now you get a coffee mug after 50 years of service. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> What's so? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, so you're in Tennessee. Uh, are you guys literally just laying low? Did you bring a bunch of DVDs with you? What were you doing while you're well, um, laying low? <laughs> we were just hanging out at the cabin. Just hanging okay. out. For a day or two. And okay. then John's yeah. like, let's go to Nashville. Hey. hey you, know? you know what? And I'm like, I, I thought we were laying low. He yeah. said, I've had enough of that. Uh, let's go see the world. I, yes. I haven't been out for 10 years. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here I can't. and waste my few days of because he he knows the t- the clock's ticking you uh-huh. know that? I in want the back to, of his mind yes, he knows yes, it's gonna happen. i want to experience as much as i can so john was a musician yes he was an awesome bass he player likes the guitar oh, he man. loves a guitar well there's some guitar shop in downtown nashville on music row on music row that the musicians just you know drool over yeah john wanted to go there 
So we went. Again, probably something he saw in a magazine yeah. or saw in a documentary. Yeah. These right. things that they, they, they right. want to live out what they've mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. So we went there and he got to take these guitars off the wall and play them. You know, and they're like $40,000 guitars. Oh, and he's God. like, oh, my God, I never in my life dreamed I would touch this. You know? Yeah. And, yes. Probably, probably, you know, antiques that were owned mm-hmm. by celebrities. Those mm-hmm. guitars go huge. So mm-hmm. that would be a big deal for anybody who likes music right. to do that. Uh-huh. But somebody who was four days ago in jail. Right. Not jail. Prison. I prison. learned there's different. Yeah. Prison for life. Mm-hmm. Never thought he'd never thought he'd be on the outside. Right. Never thought he'd be in Nashville. Never thought he'd have that guitar in his hand. Yes, that's right. That is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how well he adjusted because for me, after only doing four uh, in a minimum camp, mm-hmm. I had PTD, PTSD yeah. and had um, social anxiety in crowds. Uh-huh. And that's this what you're guy, being let out. And, and, and I'm out <laughs> legit. Right. This guy's on the run and they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, playing the Seinfeld theme song. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, a music that's store, right. Playing a $40,000 uh-huh. guitar. Yeah, that's wearing, right. Wearing a Joe Dirt wig. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that aspect of it. Still in disguise. Yes, yes. Wow. So the funny thing is, though, we went into a Walmart to get some food or something, and he freaked out in the Walmart. He's like, what is wrong with people? They're yeah. all walking around looking at their phones. Nobody even looks at you. Oh, he wow. said, we'll ne- we're never going to get caught because nobody's even seen us. <laughs> we can walk right through the crowd and nobody will even notice you because they're looking at those phones. What is up with those phones? That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just that perfect gap, that 10-year that gap. gap that, you yeah. thought, that we were talking it, about before. And that 10-year gap, I believe, uh, in, includes that five-year period when they say that the technology in that five-year period surpassed the, all the technology of mankind yes. alone. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he God. was in for 10 and That's he's right. so he's catching up on all that. Mm-hmm. You're getting to know each other a little more. Yes, at this we point. are. And suddenly, it's not a safe environment. No, uh, it's not uh, a controlled environment. That's right. It's the real world. I don't have any power. No, now. no. Uh, now, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, you have a six foot five teenager mm-hmm. who's hyper and wants to do everything and because you've mentioned this before you're basically uh the arrested development that happens yes you're basically mm-hmm. you're still so, the age so when he went in so he's still that's right. a petulant teenager that's yes. right huh. yeah unfortunately what john didn't know is all those people that are looking at their cell they're looking at pictures not, of him they're, they're looking at america's <laughs> exactly right <Yes>. absolutely <laughs> right, right. That's, yeah. as they're looking at somebody's facebook uh-huh. page you just shared a picture of them yeah. too Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. So so this is the now now it's uh So, you know, where's your mind at? Yeah, so now Trump. I realize looking back the tremendous, you know, after having been in prison myself, yeah. and knowing the paranoia you get, the immense pressure he must have been under yeah. during those 2 weeks. Sure. And he just, you know, he was run. a person that I didn't know in the prison because now he was he was on edge. Yeah. He was very reactive. Yeah. He got angry easy. Sure. And and it was just a total different wow. experience than I thought we were gonna have. And um we after we left that music store in Nashville, we drove through a McDonald's drive through window to get lunch. Okay. We didn't want to go in. We were trying not to be seen sure. too much. Yeah. We drive through the drive through window and I had my laptop with me and I opened my laptop. This was on Wednesday. We escaped on Sunday. Okay. And my homepage was KansasCity.com. And I picked up the 
Wi-Fi at McDonald's. At McDonald's, because that was back when McDonald's was one of the only yeah. places that would have Wi-Fi uh-huh. like that. Yeah. I used to work on the road a little bit, and you'd go out and... And, and you'd find a McDonald's and, parking exactly, lot. Exactly, you find yeah. a McDonald's parking hey, lot. Hey, that's awesome. Will you guys please quit talking about McDonald's? I've been on a diet for a month, <laughs> and I just want to eat everything on a freaking menu. Uh, me too, actually. Talking about freaking Wi-Fi, yeah. what about fries? Yes. Yeah. Five fries. They are the best, yes. that's oh for sure. God. Gosh, right. I, want a, yeah. I want a carb. So you're I'm you're in a car in a month. Yeah. <laughs> he, he really wants to win this competition. Yeah. So you're in the drive-thru looking at, uh-huh. at Well, Kansas. I just com. opened my computer. I up. didn't intend to go to the internet. And then I what just do you was see? doing right. I see dog lady implicated in escape. But 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 oh. but, 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 but wait, 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 wait. I'm innocent. You said <laughs> you, John said you, uh, nobody would no, blame me. I'm not gonna expect yeah. you. Yeah. That's oh exactly you're innocent. right. And I said, I just was like, oh, my God, look at this. They know I was involved. You promised me they wouldn't know. Yeah. And he's like, shut that computer. And he took the computer, and I never got it back. Oh, my. And does this launch full-fledged panic for you at this point? Yes. Yeah, how yeah. could it not? Nothing. I mean, I'd already be in panic anyway, but now it's on a whole other level. Now mm-hmm. now you know that they're not only looking for him, they are looking for you. Yes. And they got handcuffs for both of you. But yeah. on top of that, you're not, you're now trapped yeah. with, with this guy. Yeah. Where you thought it was going to be one mm-hmm. thing, it's now another, and you realize I'm on the run now too. Yes. Is yes. that right? Wow. And my life depends on him. Yeah. You know? And I mean, we have one truck key. I yeah. never did get a second one made. He had it. Yeah. Uh, there was just so many things. And so I felt, and he, I didn't know what to do yeah. if I got out of the, what would I, where was I going to go? What was I going to do? Yeah. So now I'm paranoid too. Sure. And so John's sure. mad that I'm afraid. Yeah. And he's ultra paranoid. So wow, this is, this is great because you're right. That's how it is. Like you know, uh-huh. he's getting upset at you because you're paranoid because he takes that as an insult, saying that what you don't believe uh-huh. that, that I can get us out of this. Uh-huh. But at the same time, he knows he can't get you out. Yes. He's pissed at himself too. Yes, and yes. it's this is backlash, yes. and it's uh-huh. every set of headlights is the, is the one yeah. that's coming after you. Yeah. Every noise mm-hmm. or brush of gravel behind you is a cop coming to get uh-huh. everybody. And, yeah. and, and it's a terrible, terrible way to live. Yeah. So and for the sake of time, because I really want to get into uh-huh. to what you have here um yeah we're about at about half an hour right now okay. let's what that's okay we can go long a little bit if we have yes we can we can but i i do i want to dedicate mm-hmm. some time to this so at what point does it start to break down or does it start to break down in the well let's talk about how you got caught like that's i yeah. guess that's what i'm getting which at. So, by the way i hope you got to read the book i got to read the book where where the red fur grows oh gosh I read it and I hated it. It was like I hated that book. Why did John want me to read it? Because it wasn't a good story. They both uh, both of the dogs died. I hate the spoiler alert. You yeah. just killed it for everybody. <laughs> but, yeah. Fill the listeners in. What do you mean the red fern so, grows? On um, so one of the things John wanted to do was see an IMAX movie because he IMAX wasn't out when he went to prison. Yeah. He watched a documentary about how they make them and it just blew his mind. Sure. He couldn't believe. So there was an IMAX theater in. Chattanooga so we drove to Chattanooga one day to go to the IMAX movie and after the movie he said he was talking about how his favorite book was where the red fern grows and I was like I've never read that book and he said how can you not read it we're going to stop at this Barnes and Noble and I'm going to buy you that book Hmm. because you're going to love it yeah 
And so we went in Barnes um, and Noble. I'm, I'm going to buy you that book with your retirement money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> my gift uh-huh. to you. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> so you stop at a Barnes and Noble while you're trying to lay low. Yeah. And we buy where the red fern grows. Okay. And we're walking out into the parking lot and it's evening. It's dark. It's like 830, maybe nine o'clock. Okay. This is when the universe steps in and just... F's your whole entire plan up, but it had to happen. Unbeknownst to us, uh, earlier that day, that marshals, the U.S. marshals, had been to the cabin. Okay, the U.S. Oh, that's no joke. U.S. marshals. Yeah, okay, U.S. marshals wow. are looking for you. Yeah, that is no joke. And the FBI. Yeah. Wow. There you go. And we weren't there because we were at the IMAX movie. Yeah, of right? course. <laughs> see, see, I told you I was going to get us out of this temporarily. <laughs> I read your damn book. So. So the marshals are like, we don't know what to do next. So they, their headquarters was in Chattanooga. Okay. And they were sitting in their truck in the parking lot outside the Barnes and Noble. I wonder how long we're going to be Completely by here. coincidence, discussing what the next steps were going to be. Look oh at that goodness. freaking wig. That's right. <laughs> and John and I like walked right in front of them. You yes. walked right in front of them. <laughs> yes. That reminds. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? No. Oh, there's a scene in Pulp Fiction. I think you have. Where, yes. uh, uh, where he's, he stops. What's uh, his name? John Travolta. You're talking about. No, it's when Bruce Willis walks in front of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Yeah. And they're just like listening to music. And both he happens to be it. looking for Bruce Willis. Ah, and he sees him there. Uh-huh. And it's just like, what the? And. Yeah. In this version, he floors it and runs into Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. But I am assuming that's not what happened. No, that isn't what, what happened. happened. So they watch. They. They quickly determined that we were John Maynard and Toby Young. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm my Molly last Rose. Rose. I'm Molly Rose. Uh-huh. Molly Rose. Not nice try. Molly Ringwald. <laughs> and this is Mark West. <laughs> so they follow us out of the parking lot discreetly. We don't even notice. Oh and we God. get on the interstate to go back to the cabin. And as we're driving along, they're setting up this trap behind us, you know, by phone. Yeah. Which we drive right into. Oh my! The interstate is the perfect place for a trap because you can't get off. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's the it's the fastest way to get away. Yes. But when you're on it, you're stuck. You're trapped. Yes. For however long. So the next so, exit. so I like this. You're driving mm-hmm. along, and 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 they run this textbook. They they. Yes, they do. They, Don't read ahead. Let her tell the uh, story. I'm just saying, so I'm just one. <laughs> so so you notice. As you're driving. There's this bright, bright light up off the highway to the right. Yeah. Okay. And I'm thinking, that's out of place. What is that light? And I'm thinking in my mind, it's got to be road construction. You know, sometimes they do road construction at night and they light it up because they got to get a job done. And so this light's got my attention and I'm looking at it as we drive past it. And I don't see any road construction, but I see a police car uh, across the exit. the exit ramp, uh, keeping oh. traffic from entering the interstate. Yeah. So now they're blocking the. They're isolating. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So I say, I'm still looking over at the light, and I'm not looking ahead of us. And I say to John, "Wow, that's really strange. There must be a bad accident up ahead. We should be careful." Uh-huh. And he said, "This oh. is the most gangster line of all." He says, "Oh, Toby, this is all for us." Oh my God. <laughs> the bad- and, and I said, what's for us? And I turned around and looked, and out in front of us are like 50 police cars. Oh, my God. Filling the highway. What was the light? The light was the helicopter. The helicopter. That was chasing the, you know, the bird. Wow. So this is a thing, like. 
the entire time, John knew. Oh, yeah. John knew. Say, and she's just know. sitting there like an innocent, uh-huh. law-abiding citizen. Oh, my God. Look, it must be a bad wreck. Oh, I hope the people are oh, okay. We are the people. <laughs> and we are not okay. <laughs> the freaking chopper falling in the last five miles. How do you not know this? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and John said... I could outrun these vehicles possibly, but I'll never be able to outrun that helicopter. Yeah. Can't. And I'm like, what helicopter? And I look up and I went, oh my God, there's a helicopter. And he said, what do you want us to do? Imagine the salaries that are being paid right now uh-huh. on hunting them. Yeah. Just yes. these people. I mean, you got choppers in the sky. Mm-hmm. You got all these cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For you. Yeah. A freaking dog lady. Yeah. <laughs> Molly Rose. Molly Rose. Molly Rose. I didn't need all that. <laughs> no. I would just pulled over. Yeah, all you, you know? had to ask politely. Yes. Just put the lights on. I'll yeah. pull right over. Well, John said, Toby, you're part of this. You what do you want to do? Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, John, if they turn the sirens on, you have to pull over because that's the law. That's what you do. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> like, I realized whenever I was in my high-speed chase from the cops, I was using my turn signal when I was changing lanes. <laughs> you were looking at turns. <laughs> I was like, dude, what are you doing, Frank? Quit helping him. You never told me that. Oh, yeah, that's it was funny. an instinct. I'm like, what am I doing? Quit using yes. it. But then I was like, ooh, I'm going to try and trick him. I'm going to turn it on like I'm turning left, but I'm not going to turn left. Yeah, spy <laughs> strips. How'd that work? Oh, uh, okay. okay. Uh. So then you found out an important thing as well. Truckers work hand in hand. Yes, isn't that amazing? I had no idea. So semi trucks, evidently the police can get on the same channel as the semi trucks, and they say, "Hey, we're going to have a car chase in your area. Pinch in." Yes. Oh my God. Go ahead and make a wall. Yeah. Wow. So these truckers get together and they come close together and they're driving down the highway so you can't get There's between There's no get box in. Those, yeah. Two on one side and one in front of you. And yeah. you just, wow. you're driving they box in a you in. Uh-huh. Is that what happened to you? They boxed they you in? They tried. <laughs> so this is this, this is where it goes wrong. Just so, when you had John talked in and maybe just Yeah, I told John, you know, if they turn the lights on and tell us to pull over, you're going to have to do it because okay. that's the law. And he okay. said, okay, Toby. Then we'll do that. That's what you want. And just then, a police car sped around us and pulled in front of us and slammed on their brakes uh, and wanted us to hit them. Yeah. And it made John so mad. And he said, those MFers are trying to kill us. I'm going to run until we run out of gas. And he just floored it. And you're like, no. And I looked over at the gas tank and I said, oh, my God, we have three quarters of a tank of gas. <laughs> How long will it take us to run out of gas? Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. No yes. You had to have been scared for your life. Yes, yes. This is no longer like it, it had gone from hypothetical to to a game running for to your, something real, and now and it's now life or death. For your life, mm-hmm. and and it's no longer this this joke laughter type yes, thing that we have going that's on. Right. And, and, and somebody somebody in his shoes usually will say that if they're going to bring me back, it's going to be in a bag. Yes, right. Yes, you know. Is that and like, going, whoa, 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 no bag for me, dude. Yeah, is that going mm-hmm. through your mind? Are you? You know what? Time stood still for uh, me. Yeah. I couldn't hear anything. Uh, I couldn't hear. John was talking, talking, talking. I could just see his mouth moving and his hands. But I could hear nothing. I couldn't yeah. hear the sirens. Yes. 
and it was all slow motion. Huh. It was a weird thing that is your that brain does. Almost like uh, when you're in a fight or flight situation. Yes. That's the flight when you can't actually get out of there. I think so. Your 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 mind just says, "All right, shut off." Yes. 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 Protect yourself. Right. You don't want to see or hear any of this. Right. And so we're now we're flying down the highway. And we're weaving between these semi-trucks that are trying to box us in, but John's cutting right in front of them. And he hasn't driven in 10 years, by the way. That's right. Don't worry. I <laughs> remember right. how. Yeah. That's what he said. You know, I still got it. And And this particular stretch of interstate has a wooded median, so you can't see the southbound lanes from the northbound oh, lanes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on those out, out in Tennessee. Yeah. 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 So when it became apparent that we could no longer go forward in the northbound lanes, he jumped into the median and drove through those woods and over oh bushes and trees and came out on the southbound God. lanes. That's not terrifying at all. Oh, that gosh. sounds like a scene from a movie. Ah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So and we were going 100 miles an hour. Oh, my God. So when you say about those two dozen things that could have gone wrong, uh, about a dozen of those were trees that you were going yes, by. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> if you right. were to hit one of those, uh-huh. done. Done for. Yeah. <clears throat> so we came out on the other side. We're going southbound. More semi-trucks. And they're all of a sudden starting to bo- try to box us in. Oh, my God. Here. They're all in I'm on amazed it. at how quickly they can get those Their semi-trucks. Their choreography is incredible. Yes. Yeah. yes. Wow. And these police cars are bouncing over the median after us. Boom, boom. And... We get to this point where we are kind of boxed in. So John pulls over on the shoulder. And then one of the semi-trucks pulls over on the shoulder. And so John goes into the grass. Uh, 100 miles an hour. Yeah, no when track. he comes back up in front of the truck and gets back on the pavement, he loses control of the truck. You get traction when you come back up. Oh, my God. We cut straight across the interstate right in front of that semi-truck. Oh. And we hit a tree head on. Oh, my miles an hour. God. And you're alive today, so everything, uh, but a tree at 100 miles an hour. Well, we were wearing our seatbelts. Okay. (laughs) Because that was the law. That's right. That's right. I I can appreciate that, too. Holy cow. uh, airbags. And airbags. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that used of a of a truck. I no. was picturing like a 92 no. uh, Ford F-150 or something I like that. I can't remember what year it was, but it was maybe six or seven years old. Okay, okay, so pretty nice. Yeah. Wow, God. And, and So you're done. You're, yeah. They got you. Yeah. Down, 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 on the ground. Yeah. Good, 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 oh, good, man. good, They were like, get out of the vehicle. So these guys come running, and they're Guns wearing drawn. like black little suits. Yes. And they're wearing, carrying black machine guns, little bitty machine, machine guns. Yes. And oh. they're sticking them, and the, you know, the windows are busted out on the truck. Yeah. And they're sticking the guns through the window saying, get out of the vehicle, get out of the vehicle. And I had the wind knocked out of me, and I was trying to say, I can't move. Yeah. You know, and my doors caved in around me. You're right. And my seatbelt's jammed and it won't release. Of course. And I'm trying to say, I can't get out, but I can't say anything. Right. And so finally, the seatbelt, I get it released. I think John might have released it. I can't remember. But um, they reach in and pull me out of that window by my hair. Delicately. Oh, man. Oh, not delicately. Yeah, right. Throw me on the ground. They always like to put a knee in your back or in your yes, neck. Yes, oh. yes. And then handcuff me and then drag me off. And I said, I've lost my shoe. Oh. <laughs> and the, they said, we don't care about your shoe. And I said, could I just get my shoe? Oh. You know? And just, it, yeah. Just it was a shoe. And so then one marshal said, 
letter getter shoe. Yeah. So I got have my one shoe. Decent one. Yeah. 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 So now it's done. It's done. They got you. Yeah. They know who you are. Fake names mm-hmm. aren't working. Wigs nope. are on the ground. Nope. They know everything. Wow. So what's uh, what's what happens next? So I mean, they took me to a, a little town county jail. Okay. It was Alpine, Tennessee, or McMinnis County? That's what it was. Okay. And it's Friday night. It's late. Well, first we go to the hospital because, you know, we just had a head-on crash. So they were going to take me straight to the jail. What? And I said, well, wait a minute. Did we just have a crash? And they said yes. And I said, aren't you supposed to go to the hospital when you have a crash? Yes, you are. And (laughs) and the marshal said, well, this paper you just signed waived your medical rights. And I said... I just signed what you told me to sign. Of course. You know, and then the guy, the marshal who let me get my shoe said, oh, take her to the hospital. Let's just get her checked out. Yeah. So. Good thing that marshal was there. Yeah, he was a decent guy. Good Lord. His name was actually Marshall. (laughs) Marshall Marshall. (laughs) A lot of people don't know that. (laughs) So here's the funny thing. John had bought me a bird for Valentine's Day, a little parakeet. Like a live bird? A bird. Okay. Mm -hmm. He named it Leonard. After Leonard Skinner, right, free that. bird. You didn't have to free tell bird. me. Uh-huh. I a free bird. I, uh-huh. it took me a little bit to get uh-huh. into that. Yeah. Now, when you say bird, he's a live bird. You're like an actual bird a parakeet. bird? Okay. Where, where, at first, where, I was thinking like a pennant or something like no. that. Where's so the, Leonard at? The Leonard is in the cabin. Oh, so I Now say, I know who stole the money. <laughs> I say to this nice marshal who got me my shoe and let me go to the hospital. Yeah. My bird is in the cabin. Oh, poor Leonard. So Leonard got adopted by the Tennessee Marshal's office. No way. And they renamed him Maynard. No, mm-hmm. man. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he lived in the FBI office or the Marshal's office, whichever yeah. it was. Till I was going to say, he might still be alive, right? He might right? still be there. those I things don't know. live forever. Yeah. Little stool pigeon. Uh-huh. That yep. is awesome. Freaking cop. Yep. How fun is that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> considering the situation. Well, considering... You know, he got adopted. He that did. was that, my that's goal. You. That's always, yeah. always uh-huh. getting things yeah. adopted. That, that would be the end of the movie. When yeah. they're going yeah, back exactly. and looking at like, you know, where are uh-huh. they now type uh, thing. Exactly. Leonard. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like Mr. <laughs> Jangles after Green Mile. That's He's right. up there still that's watching. Right. Yes. That's, that's right. right. Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy was adopted. Yes, I've heard that. <laughs> yes. Apparently. Uh, oh. <laughs> Yes, we'll be looking for his parents soon. Uh-huh. That's a true story. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yes. Part, part of the try to podcast, That'd which we try cool. new things, yeah. and I'm going to try to find my parents at That'll some point. That'll be cool. So, yeah, yeah, that was a nice non sequitur, Brian. Thank you. I just right. like to remind him. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Yes. Yep. So I am also interested in you now are a criminal. Yes. You weren't a criminal four Welcome. days ago. Welcome, by the way. You yes, are now. Yes, thank you. you it's an elite week. group. Yes. Yeah. It's, Very elite. You're now a criminal. You, we've, we've alluded to the fact you went to jail over this. Mm-hmm. But you, prison. Prison. You went to prison. Okay. I was in jail and in prison. Okay. But, yeah. So now this is the complete other side of the coin. Uh-huh. You've helped somebody escape, but now you're in. Yes. Walk me through the, 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 this process. Because... I, I remember hearing from what's the name of the show that I listened to? Uh, court. Uh, let's go to court. Let's go to court. Mm-hmm. Great podcast. You mm-hmm. were on there, and you you, you kind of walked through this. I'm really interested in in everything, even down to MSNBC trying to get a hold of you. Yeah. So <laughs> they took me to this little county sheriff's office, this little county jail, and on Sunday, the sergeant comes and gets me and says, 
you know, I need you to come back to my office for a meeting. And I said, what kind of a meeting? So I go to his office and I'm sitting across from his desk. And he said, well, at five o'clock, MSNBC is going to call. I've set up this interview. Doesn't he try and butter you up with the soda first? Yeah, that's right. He said, "Can I get you a soda? Can I get you something <laughs> you know, to like, eat?" Like, that's like uh-huh. that's like huge, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. it so is. He's, he's definitely trying to grease mm-hmm. the wheels here. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, "At five o'clock, MSNBC is going to call. I've set up this interview. I've been working on it all day." This oh. guy's trying to make a name for himself. By yeah, sitting, you know, and the river. I said, "What?" And he said, yeah, MSNBC. I've been working on this all day. Everybody wants to talk to you. And National I said, coverage. well, I said, you know, I've never been in jail before, but I do read a lot of books. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to talk to anybody without an attorney. And that's Absolutely. when Johnny Cochran came into the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wondering when he might uh-huh. come. Yes, yes, he's there. He's yeah. there. Yes. And so he said, well, you can't not talk to him. They're going to be mad at me. And I said, well... <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about Sounds your Sounds like a you problem. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> and I walked out of his office and went back to my cell and shut Good the door. Good for you. Good for you. So it, it seems to me, just hearing you say, like, forget it. That's your problem. I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. Was Is there any aspect of that whole thing changed you? A like, little bit. It, I think it's the were, first time I stood up right, for myself. Right. You, you stood up and for said, yourself. said, you know, other than saying... I need my shoe, you know, which really right. wasn't that forceful. But right. this was a little bit more forceful. Well, because a right. lot of people would have just did that interview. First of yeah. all, first of all, they would have took the food, they would have took uh-huh. the beverage, and then they would have uh, felt obligated, or they just would have did it because they felt like they have to. You yes, know? right. Well, and some people would have done it just because they wanted to be on the news. Of course, that's MSNBC. The other thing. Yeah. You know what? I don't care. Yeah. yeah. So well, I was sick of being on the news when yeah. I was on the news. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Quit, me too. It's quit not putting me on fun. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like before you get caught and after you're caught, mm-hmm. just please quit talking about it. Quit looking for me. Uh huh. Wow. I agree. So you turned down the MSN interview. I did. And what was the trial like? Well, I never had a trial. Ah. Oh. Because I pled guilty. Okay. Because the one thing you learn really quickly is if you take it to trial, you're in trouble. Because they're going right. to give you a stiffer sentence. Okay. Sure. Hey, if, if you're going to make us spend money and time on this, then we're going to stick it to you. Mm-hmm. I suppose or, that's my naivete. Or yeah, we can just settle this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Only 3% of people go to trial. The other 97% take. That's, plead guilty. That's right. Take guilty pleas. Right. I, I believe it. I and a lot of those people take guilty pleas when yeah. they are actually innocent. Not guilty just because they want to quit being questioned. Right. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Now, is some of that too, like you being the, the, the law-abiding citizen that you are? You knew you were guilty. Well, I knew I was guilty. Yeah. And I also didn't want to be subjected to all those days of media in sure. the courtroom. Oh, God. Because they were relentless. I bet. Yeah. I bet. They were relentless. And it was really important to me. I didn't realize then the reason, but I do now. I needed to stand up and say, I did something wrong, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to pay the price. Mm -hmm. Because if I would have tried to say I was a victim or I didn't deserve going to prison, then I could never move past being a victim. I would be a victim forever. I see. Sure. So you were taking control of the narrative at that point. Yeah. Which is... Uh, uh, it's the only way to move forward right you know if you stay in the victim role you're stuck there forever yeah so i wanted to i wanted to step up and say i was guilty and take responsibility and 
take my punishment and then move on with my life. It puts you in the driver's seat mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. So no longer the passenger. You really have no idea, you know, what you're facing until you accept your plea bargain. That's but right. A reporter comes at you and says, "Was two weeks with John Maynard worth ten years That's of your life?" That's right. No, ten uh-huh. years. A st- ten years was of your life. Ten was was two weeks, two weeks with worth- John Maynard worth ten years yes. of your life. Yes. Wow. That's Who said a- that? Oh, this TV reporter for Channel 5 here in Kansas City. Oh, I got right you. there, that has to get mm-hmm. you thinking like, oh my God, what, 10 and years? And I was like, what are you talking about, 10 years? Are what they really are talking, talking about, about 10 years? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. I actually have one of my uh, employees ran off, and they uh, did get him 10 additional years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, John got 10 years, because yes. it's 10 years for an escape. Yep. Wow. But I didn't escape, so no, no, they no. can't hold the 10 years to me, but the reporter must not have known that. Right. Holy cow. Know. So you avoid the limelight, you avoid the the media circus, mm-hmm. but you avoid well, it. Well, I didn't really avoid it because it was still there. I just shortened it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now, now you're introduced to this whole new culture, this whole new uh, world of people, mm-hmm. the ones who have uh, fell through the cracks for the most part. Um, definitely not the kind of people you grew up around or associated with. Um, and you find yourself as an advocate for these people. Yes. And, and, uh, finally you're able to teach them to work together instead of, uh, to, to fight Mm -hmm. each other because your voices are stronger Mm -hmm. together. And not only did that help in that situation, but it kind of propelled you into what you're trying to do now. Yes, that's correct. So you want to share some of the stuff, what what you saw real quick before we get into that. How did the marshals find you like at the cabin? Well, that was another really interesting story. So, aren't they all? Yeah. <laughs> I purchased the truck, and I know we need to have a title to register it legally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. So I had to mail the title to the cabin where we were staying. To the, but Be, under your assumed but name. But under an right? assumed name. Oh, okay. my okay. God. <laughs> so, but but they still have to. You it took the, them two weeks to I figure was gonna it say, out. Okay. You were the squarest criminal ever. Yes, I was, wasn't the, I? Uh-huh. Wow. So they, that that at least got them into an area yes. where you were. Uh-huh. And then it was the happenstance of just walking by the yes. barns. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. Oh, my no, goodness. No, they actually went to the exact cabin. Right. They had the address. Yes. For that. But, yes. but then but they then missed you there. You had to be somewhere. Around there. Right. Good lord. Yeah. So now so, so now you've touched ground, you're locked up. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you've already you run into your cellmate who has psychiatric problems, yes. you run into people who are starving. You mm-hmm. found out the hustle, by the way. I did the same thing for mm-hmm. the peanut butter when I was yes, yes. I did the same thing. A I got my first diet. What is this? The food in jail and prison is, amazing. is terrible. Oh. I mean it's <laughs> inedible. And I worked in the kitchen for two weeks at okay. the prison, which my the counselor said, "Get her out of the kitchen. Everything that goes wrong goes wrong in that kitchen, and she can't deal with it." So, okay. um, but the woman who ran, who was the dietitian for the prison, she told me, "My job is to feed everyone three times a day. My job is not to make sure that they're not hungry." Oh wow! You're never full. You're never full. You're really? constantly hungry. You you are there isn't a minute that goes by that you aren't hungry when you're in jail or prison. This is because the food is so 
bad. Right. And it's such small quantities, and it's hollow quantities. I mean, they give it's, you two pieces starches, of bread with yeah. every meal. You yeah. know? That was going to be my, my mm-hmm. next question, because I know a lot of people gain weight when they go to yes. prison. Yes. But it's not because of the quantity of, that they're eating. It's sure. because it's of the, the quality. quality. It's sure. all pasta and bread. All starches. And, yeah. Oh, and, wow. and, and, and if you're lucky enough to have people to put money on your books for commissary. Then you can buy a jar of peanut butter. Then, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Then, then you can buy some good stuff, but there's a lot of still unhealthy options on air. But even Soups. that, I, I always consider that's the stuff that you can basically get at 7-Eleven. Sure. And you can't have a good diet at 7-Eleven. That's exactly no, right. That's right. Right? I mean, what you can buy on the commissary is peanut butter and ramen noodles. Right. And can, uh, pouches of chicken. Slim Jims. Uh, Slim yeah. Jims. Okay. Candy bars and chips. Wow. You know, that's it. That's what you live on because you're starving. Right. Because the food in the kitchen doesn't fill you up. So you no. come back and you eat junk i gained 50 pounds while yeah. i was in prison yeah oh mm-hmm. my goodness and I, I i lost weight in county jail because my family wasn't talking to me because they were disappointed in me not putting any money on my book so the only things i had every day were my three trays mm-hmm. oh wow so by the time i got to uh you know prison to lansing uh, man, yeah, I was. I lost a lot of weight because I I, I didn't have any extra. I had nothing. Right. I had nothing. Mm-hmm. To, I had to eat those trays. Wow, that's yeah. a pretty good weight loss plan. Oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I don't know if it's twenty five pounds in two weeks, but yeah. it's pretty good. Got yeah. that right. Right. It's pretty good. So, so you're now in, experiencing an entirely new culture. Right. I'd like the way that you put that, Brian, because, I mean. You said you're 51 when you got out. Mm-hmm. So you went I was in like 48, 48 when I went. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. This whole new yes. world yes. That, that you've been exposed to. And, it, you know, it just opened my eyes because so many of the women I was in prison with were just such victims of their circumstances. Mm-hmm. And they had no clue of how to move beyond them. Hmm. So I started... You know, when I was in the county jail, I started teaching women to read, teaching them to read cursive. Some wow. of them could read a printed letter, but not a cursive letter. Yeah. So I would read letters from their families to them. Oh, and, man. You know, and I just realized these women needed so many things. So um, I started, you know, kind of a grassroots effort to get better food on the commissary. and oh, that's to cool. And to get library books. So... There were hardly any books in the jail I was in. Huh. And I wrote to everybody Lots I of knew. James Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote to everybody I knew and said, you know, the Leavenworth County Jail needs books. And boxes and boxes of books started pouring in. Oh, wow. You know, donations to the jail library. In fact, we got so many of them that the jail administrator came to me and said, Toby, you can stop with the book drive now. Uh, I don't have room for all these books. We've wow. got more than we can hold. Wow. So, you know, just trying to find ways to make people's lives better and more productive and give them something to work on that's positive. I'm surprised there weren't any books. So that seems like a, a difference between what I understand of the male prison and the female prison. Well, this and was you've, the you've jail, seen, too. Okay, the jail's the jail, different than the prison. Different. But there's a huge difference in the men's prison you've seen and the both women's prison. Si- yeah. Both, actually. I was, One of the rare people. I've spent a lot of time inside the men's prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably as much time as an officer does that works there full time. So we have a very good understanding of For that 18 side. 18 months. So I knew, you know, the men, they had cable TV. They had a place in the gymnasium where they could check out musical instruments and they could have their own little bands. Ah. They had an, a gymnasium with weight rooms. They yeah. had they could play basketball. 
They had industries inside the prison where they could have productive jobs. Right. When I get to the women's prison, it's the same department, the same Kansas Department of Corrections. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no cable TV in the women's prison. What? None. Why not? Because women should be ironing clothes and washing laundry. Is that the thought process? <laughs> I think it's because. <laughs> I, don't so, know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why they wouldn't get those things. I mean, like, why? why. This is my theory. When I was the volunteer at Lansing, you know, I spent a lot of time in the warden's office. I kind of saw what was going on behind the scenes yeah. and the management of the prison. Yeah. The one employee at Lansing Correctional Facility who was on call 24-7 was the guy in charge of the cable TV. Yeah, channel six in the cable, yep. And the what? reason why is if that cable TV went out, even if it was two in the morning, riot. if they didn't get it back up in 30 minutes, there would be a riot. riot. Oh, my God. Yes. True story. Wow. Uh, Lighting their cells on fire, flooding the run with trash. Yes. All because Uh, they they couldn't watch by any They couldn't watch TV. (laughs) Overflowing their toilets on purpose. Wow. In the women's prison, I don't think that the women could get themselves together enough to force an issue, to get cable TV. And it was just unbelievable to me that the women had no cable TV at all. And in the men's prison, it was the 24-7 job it was vital yes yeah and in the women's prison i could go to the library once a week for one hour in the men's prison you know you could kind of go whenever you wanted all the time and there were so many more restrictions in the women's prison and it was just eye-opening to me because i think there's two reasons one the women don't stand up and demand it Mm. and two i think society holds women who commit crimes to a higher standard than they hmm. hold men. They think, you know, women should never do things like that. And yeah. man, men, you know, well, he's just being a guy. He's, you know, that's just what guys do. I heard you talk about this previously. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the, the type of woman who ends up in prison versus the type of mm-hmm. man who ends up in prison. You know, the, you mentioned mm-hmm. the, the men are violent, essentially. Yes. Uh, making um, uh, spur of the moment decisions sometimes uh-huh. to get them in prison. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times the woman is following a, a man, sure, mm-hmm. and it seems to me that might be part of the dynamic of why they wouldn't have some of the stuff that that the men have because they've been so used to following. Yes, that's probably true. That they that don't, they just accept it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they just accept it. They, mm-hmm. they they don't stand up for themselves. Yes, um, which is so ironic that society thinks that 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 society holds them to a higher standard mm-hmm. because they don't realize they aren't the same type of prisoner that we think of whenever mm-hmm. we think of a male prisoner. They are along for the ride. Yes. Huh. So, you know, I I realized when I was in prison that for the first time in my life, I had this immense gift of time Mm. where I could just focus on myself Mm. and analyze my life, look at the things that were broken and figure out how I was going to heal them and what my goals were, where I wanted to go. There was no time to do that in real life. So (laughs) I, I really spent my entire time in prison, you know, contemplating those kinds of things and is that where some of this comes yes. from yes and i realized what a gift it was and you know i was telling my husband if i could just share with other women in prison that they can take this time and put it to use serving them yeah instead of the mentality of i'm serving time yeah right. they can say exactly. i can use this time to serve me and so i've created this uh, uh program it's called unleashed 
And right now I have one workbook finished and I'm working on three more. Cool. My husband and I are working on them together. So it's the Unleash series and it's a program to inspire women. And um, what I want it to do is to, in this first workbook, is to introduce to women in prison that they have the same amount of time that they can work on themselves and they can take this time and embrace it and use it to better themselves so that when they walk out that gate, they can hit the ground running yeah. on their way to being healed and whole and productive. Right on. So I like that. Yeah. To be honest with you, we, we, we're two dudes to do a podcast, uh-huh. but we have uh, probably... 60 40 as far as female listenership yes. uh, i've got a lot of females uh-huh. that listen to this show i think they'd be interested in that yeah and so um through this program which i'm what's going to be going to chillicothe in the next month or two and i and i think it's going to go into a halfway house in kansas oh cool so we're working on getting it into different programs but it's also a really helpful program for just general women right as well and um Throughout this workbook, it's a 12-week program, and we introduce them to different personality uh, characteristics that are really critical for, you know, moving forward in your life. Things like vision and discernment and boundaries and um, compassion and faith and conviction. Discernment is huge. So when I was putting this workbook together, at first we were going to have a chapter on service. And then when we started talking about it, I was like, you know... If I was writing this workbook for men in prison, service would be an important thing because the men in prison, ego is kind of a big thing. Yeah. And we want them to start thinking about other people. Right. But for women in prison, it's the doing for other people that got them where they are. Uh, so yeah. we threw that chapter out that makes and sense. we replaced it with discernment. That makes a lot of sense. I, I would have mm-hmm. never actually thought about that, to yeah. be honest with you. Me neither. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I'm still so, thinking about McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> There's one just no, no. right up the I, road. I can't oh, do I it. So, so you, you mentioned you have, you know, four. You're, you're, right. You've got your first one mm-hmm. out. You've got uh, four that you're working on. Um, we were talking when the, off mic how uh-huh. hard it is to get this to the people yes, who need it. That's right. Like, because how, women in prison don't have any money. Right. And the prison system works on a really small budget and is really not willing to invest in you know, rehabilitation right. programs. Even though it's, that's what it's supposed yes, to be. Is that's re- right. Rehabilitation. That's right. So we've, we've set up a program. The that's website. The bullshit, bullshit word. You know that. I mean, right. it's, it, it's crap. Mm-hmm. Nobody says it and means it. No, nope. it's right. all punishment. Nope. That's what it is. That's right. Right. So our website is the unleashed series.com. And on there, we list all the four workbooks and we offer to people in the community who want to get involved and be able to make a difference without really getting their hands dirty. You know, we're right. not asking them to go into a prison and be a volunteer, but we are asking them to sponsor the cost of this program for one woman in prison, and, and we'll send the workbook to someone who needs it. That so is some, great. So someone who's interested listening right now mm-hmm. could go to uh, theunleashedseries.com yes. uh-huh. and be put in contact with somebody who, who, yes. they, who can facilitate this for them. Well, it would be it would me. Be there's a, yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's an option on the on the website to purchase a workbook for yourself okay or to sponsor a workbook for someone who needs it wow that's cool so for lack of a better word it's almost like you're adopting somebody yes it really kind of (laughs) you know it's kind of like those programs where you adopt an overseas person yes that's exactly what happened with jeremy (laughs) (laughs) i am adopted (laughs) i know no but so um i think that's great Mm -hmm. i do i do love the fact that you took your time 
and devoted it mm-hmm. to bettering yourself, mm-hmm. and now you're you're sharing what you've learned. Yes. Um, I think it's that's huge. my favorite part about my job is mm-hmm. showing my the guys who work for me that, look, you can be successful yes. after you get out. You don't have to go back to your old ways. Even though I, I didn't grow up the same way you did, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get back out and get in trouble again. Right. Um, it's so important that people in prison see what success and hope can look sure. like. Sure, right. Because once they see it, they can reach for it. And, and, right. and if you wait for the gate, it's already too late. It's too late. Because, you, you got to fix yeah, yourself before it opens. Right. You know, and that's it's, right. That's that's what's great about this. Mm-hmm. They can reflect on it. They can mm-hmm. sit there because whenever I was arrested, it was my ex-wife's fault. Uh-huh. It was my parents' fault uh-huh. for not letting me move that in with right. the process behind um, it. All. It was yeah. all their fault. But mm-hmm. you know, after you really sit there and work on yourself, and you stare at a ceiling long enough, you realize, oh, maybe I could have. I done. made all these choices mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, I can't blame anybody. So this series, it seems to me, again outside looking uh-huh. in, helps facilitate that yes. and, and have it happen faster than just you staring at trying the to do the it on your time. own because sure. it it, it kind of gives you a roadmap and it gives right. you a plan like take this step and then next take this step right and we move them through a process That's and cool. one of the cool things about this program too is i believe writing kind of connects to your soul oh, so yeah. if you write your no story you learn your story yeah because you can't tell yourself your story you, your body doesn't let you do it no. but if you write your story you can write it and then you can read it and then you can feel it and then you can heal it yeah so through this program i wow. guide him you just through. went all reverend yeah. al sharp on me yeah. that and everything <laughs> boy yeah yeah i like that so through this whole program each week i give them a different writing exercise and by the end of the program they will have finished their life essay oh wow. and then i invite them to mail them to me and i'm going to publish a book with all these life essays wow. of women in that is great that's cool mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. excellent now brian um you and this is me just thinking off the cuff so i apologize um You've you've gone to fundraisers for, you know, uh, think for for prison sure, things yeah. for lack of a better word. Do, is there anybody that you might be able to to put her in contact with that might be able to assist with getting this into prisons? I mean, is there? I I, I really think that the first step is you know certainly our friends remain. We can get her in touch with mm-hmm. him. And oh, there we go. And, uh, yeah. And you know this is definitely right up his alley. You know he yeah. is he's still trying to get back to the people who are inside. Mayor Germain, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. knowing yeah. where he came from. Um, and even though he's not the mayor anymore. Oh yes, but but he's you, still very involved and in, always mayor. Yeah, once you serve. So always, yeah. he is he, he is uh, very very involved in the community mm-hmm. still, and I think that it would that would be a, be a good person. To yeah, what did he have? Unity with? community. Was Unity in the community. Unity yeah. in the community. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I would love to see you guys. Team yeah, up. I would love it too. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd really like so, it. So, so if, if we circle back, um, you've you've used this time to do this and to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Do we know what happened to John? And have yes. you been? Oh, yeah. ha, yes. So that's a good ha, point. Have you ever talked to him after the arrest? Yes. So, I had a hard time. You know, when we were separated. He went to one jail, I went to another, and then we both ended up in prison. Yeah. I was devastated because I loved him. I was truly in love with him. Yes. That's something that we forget about in the telling of this story. Yeah. And he loved me. Yeah. It took me three years of really intensive hard work to let go of that. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. And when I got out of prison and I started moving forward with my life, and then I met Chris... And we got married, and I had no intentions of getting married again yeah. either. But 
Um, after we were married for two or three years, I had a reporter call me, and he said, you know, I've been talking to John Maynard, and he'd really like to talk to you. Would it be okay if I gave you him your phone number? Whoa. And I said, well, let me talk to my husband. So, you know, Chris and I talked about it, and Chris said, well, of course you need to talk to him, Toby. He doesn't have anybody. He needs a friend. We can wow. be his friend. Wow. wow. So John I don't called. know if I'd be strong enough to do yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That takes, that takes yeah. some strength. Well, I, I appreciate the statement. And, you know, empathy is a huge part of this. We've been talking here for the last several hours about this, and there's a story yeah. here that's phenomenal. Yeah. However, really what this is all about is wisdom and the strength to grow and rise above the problems that all of us face. Yeah, sure. And yeah. John Maynard is no exception to that rule. That's and, true. And anybody that goes to prison, it's... Toby's, Toby's audience is not only women in prison, but it's women before they ever get to that point where they broke. Right, sure. So there's two audiences here. There's women that have already broken and they need to heal and come back out and, and recreate themselves like Toby has done. Right. And then the other group of people that, that are just everyday women that are going on with their lives and they're under a lot of stress and they're not happy with their marriage and they stop at the bar for a drink on the way home and the next thing you know they they uh they wind up running over some little kid on the way home right they wind up in prison for the rest of their lives right because stress got to them yeah so toby's trying to help those people to deal with that before they make the mistake and all those people that have already gone to prison have made a mistake and have to heal. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are two different things. Wow. So how did you feel about talking to John? So John yeah. Maynard is no different from any of the rest of us. We are all the same. We're all human. Yeah. And John Maynard, I believe, as I have been thinking of this for the last 10 years what is going on with John Maynard, I really believe that John Maynard did something absolutely superhuman. It was abnormally superhuman for him to go on the run the way that he did with Toby yeah. and not let the pressure get to him. Yeah, There was something that was incredibly human about him not breaking down and thinking that Toby is the enemy. Yeah, that Why could have gone that way, too. It could have easily gone that way. When she saw her own face on the computer at McDonald's that day, and she freaked out about it, yeah. John Maynard very easily could have said, I'm losing her, I have to get rid of her. Right. And I have to either drop her off at the side of the road, I have to shoot her and get rid of her, I have to, you know, there's so many other options. Yeah. He didn't choose any of those options. Yeah. He decided that even under all the stress that he was under, he didn't do anything to harm Toby. Right. You know, that, that he stuck with her. Even after the capture, yeah. he still stuck with her. Yeah. You know, he wanted to take the whole burden of guilt right. about the escape and everything else. Yeah, yeah. For wow. me, that means that the guy is redeemable. Even though he's got a lifetime sentence and he'll never get out. Yeah. And it was a supposedly violent crime, even though it's felony murder. It was a, it was a violent crime. And right. And he was... He was uh, convicted of. Yeah. He he still needs a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So. Well said. So Chris said, sure, give him your number. So John called and we talked 
for a long time, and Chris was on the he was on speakerphone, and Chris and I both talked to him. And so for about a two-year period, John would call maybe once a week, maybe twice a month. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there was one time when he needed a pair of shoes. He needed a pair of boots. And Chris said, Toby, send him the money, put the money on his book for his boots. You know, get the guy some boots. Yeah. So Chris grew up in Maine. And there's this program where if a prison doesn't like someone, they can trade him to another prison or oh, someone that yeah. prison doesn't like. Yeah, yeah. So John Maynard ended up being traded to New Hampshire. So he was in prison in New Hampshire because okay. Kansas didn't want him. And Chris was from Maine, and we were driving back to Maine to go visit where Chris grew up and meet his friends and all that. Right, And, and right. John Maynard said, well, Toby, New Hampshire's right next to Maine. I'm going to send you a visiting form. <laughs> I said, John, they're not going to let us visit you. And he said, you never know. Fill it out. Yeah. So I filled it out and it came back approved. Did you put Molly West on there? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Molly West. <laughs> I did put my married, my new married name. However, they asked for your social security number. Yeah. So there's no getting around that. They approved it. So Chris and I stopped at the prison in New Hampshire and we visited John Maynard for two hours. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which was really good for me because that was when I finally had closure, you know? Yeah, I bet. I could hug John goodbye and I could walk out. Yeah. And, and that was closure for me. Oh, wow. And I wanted John Maynard to know that Toby was with me now. Sure. Yes. I wanted mm-hmm. him to know that I'm not afraid of John Maynard. Yes. Right. I wanted John Maynard to know that Toby and I are have our own futures together. Right. And that we hold no ill will toward him. Yeah. That, sure. But but it's know, the past. It's over. Mm-hmm. It had to be good for you too, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. 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 And so then we talked to John for maybe another year, and the calls started coming fewer and fewer and fewer, and now it's been. Maybe three years, and I haven't heard from him. Wow. And that's probably because he got the picture loud and clear uh-huh. that she is with you now. Uh-huh. And, right. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if it's honestly, if what you want is just a good, honest friendship and nothing else, you know, not you don't want money every week or you're not mm-hmm. trying to write her any letters that are inappropriate, then sure, that, that, that window's open. But uh, I don't know. Who knows? He got. Yeah. It sounds to me he got closure on his end I too. I think he did. Right. I think he did. He was wanting to know what was I going on with you. I think he felt like I was in a good place now, yep. and I I had moved past what I'd been through because right. I think he felt guilty for putting me in the position I was in and really tearing my yeah. life down. Yeah. Uh, but it was my choice all the right. same. But I still think he kind of felt guilty. He wanted to save me from it, and he couldn't right. save me from it. Right. I can get. I can get. I understand all of that actually. Mm-hmm. Wow, but, what an incredible story. I, but, but I do know that where he's at mm-hmm. and what he's doing, he had a life sentence mm-hmm. that still sometimes when he closes his eyes, he's back in that IMAX theater. Yes. Or he's playing the, he's sure. playing the guitar. He's playing yeah, that, that guitar. guitar in Nashville. He, he can feel the mm-hmm. strings on his fingers. Yeah. And he can smell the trees outside the cabin. Yeah. Because yeah. that moment, you made all of his dreams come true, so you forever hold, and that's the kind of thing that can get a guy through a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably that's why. Interesting. Why mm-hmm. he's reaching back out. again? You are still kind of his world, mm-hmm. right? Anytime he like, like what you're saying, any t- any memory he has of the last, you know, fifteen years now, mm-hmm. that's going to be the best one. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be the one that he yes. goes back to all yep. the yeah. time, which is why you were always on his mind. Yeah. Wow, that's true. What a powerful story. Yeah. Man, 
Would you... <sighs> you put a guy in a dog crate and yeah. stuck him out of prison. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I just now realized that's is. what happened. It is. I mean... I thought it was just a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> you actually did it. It you... was the crate escape. Oh! <laughs> wow. Hey, you know, talking about that, I, I've heard... You should tell you... a joke on Jimmy Kennel yes, Live. Yes, Jimmy Kennel, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you, your story is in the works, right? Yes. For yes. so here's the cool thing. Okay. Okay, I know. Tell me, I'm playing John Maynard. <laughs> oh yes, you look just like. You him. have a lot more no. than 25 pounds to lose. I uh, and a, and a bunch of inches yes, to it. grow. Oh so, God, who told you about my inches? I. Uh, <laughs> God dang it! These ladies put stuff on the internet. You can't believe everything you read. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> See what I do with it? Yes, yes. So in uh, September, I got an agent for my book. Wow. So that was so exciting. That's awesome. And then. And that's not the workbook. This is. That, a, this is my memoir. Oh, wow. Which is called Unleashed. Okay. A story of escape and redemption. You're doing really good at marketing, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yes. It all ties like it. That's together. one of my master's degrees. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So, um, Unleashed, a story of escape and redemption. I got an agent in September. And then, of course, the publishing world shuts down in November and December, and they all take vacation. Right. But um, three weeks ago, we had a senior editor for Broadleaf Books interested in it, and she took it to her editing team, and it went through two editorial team reviews, and everybody loved it. Yeah. And so this week, last Wednesday, it was presented by the editorial team to the publisher. Nice. And we're waiting for word. Wow. That so, is great. Yeah. Wow. And so this means you're, it's it's done on your end for the most yes. part, right? So now it's just a matter of... Uh-huh. Getting a publisher to pick it up. Wow. That's awesome. So I expect, I believe it's going to get published. So... Um, and I believe I'm going to change some women's lives through the book. Yeah, that's because great. Because the book talks all about rebuilding and redemption. Right. That's his, I mean, the first chapter of the book is the escape and the capture. And then we move on into prison and rebuilding that my life. That is fantastic. Right. It, 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 it makes sure when you guys search Unleashed, you click on the right link. I just went and I just see a lot of men in leather doing weird things. That is not <laughs> the one you want. That's right. That's, that's not right. the one. Now, do you have wow. a Facebook page kind of for this, this as well? Well, I have a website, tobydoor.com, okay. okay. and it's D-O-R-R, two R's, one O. Okay. And then I have a Facebook page, Toby Door Author. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a personal Facebook page too, but Toby Door author is the page for the workbook. Yes, I mean it for is. the memoir. Cool. The memoir. Cool. Yeah, because yeah, I I you know, Facebook is just so easy to, to direct people to. But mm-hmm. uh I'll, we'll get all this stuff on our yeah, uh, on our post for it and uh wow, this is this is yeah. incredible and I encourage you to explore the podcast route. Yes, I think I will. Because I, li- I like your voice and not just your voice, the mm-hmm. tenor of your voice, but I think I think you you tell a story very well. Thank you. And I think you'd be a good host in bringing other mm-hmm. people in to tell their story. Yes, and there's so many women who have stories to tell. And for some reason... And we can learn something from all of them. Exactly. It's, it's fascinating. Especially the ones that don't have boyfriends. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> that's his... Well, that's his... Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, oh, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'd like to help. Yeah. So thank you so much You're for really coming on. Was there anything guys, else that, that we might have missed that you... I mean, I feel Brian, like... if you're looking for a girlfriend, maybe you should sneak one out of prison and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I think that's a great way 
way to yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Don't forget to visit trytopodcast.com or look for the boys on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Try to Podcast. And for God's sake, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the least you can do, and it goes a long way to help the show. <laughs>